0: Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. Today we are talking about how to deal with the high achievers in your life and about being real on social media. We also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson.
1: Okay, everybody. Uh, Well, glad you joined us uh, or you're listening to us on the podcast. Uh, We sure do appreciate you taking time to uh, be encouraged and we hope that this is just that. Um, it's been a busy time here at the Wilson House. Uh, we just got back uh, this past weekend from uh, ICHE, the convention. Uh, it's no long. It wasn't. It's been in Naperville for a long time, but it was in Bourbonnais, Illinois, at the Olivet Nazarene College or Naz, Olivet Nazarene University. What is that spell? In... in-
0: all of it. Oh, Onu. In- oh, knew. That's what
1: they said on all their hats and their shirts and on their signs. It's a beautiful campus, by the way. Um, it was a great location. If you're in the Chicago area or the west side of Indiana, um, you should uh, plan to be there next year because it was a great location. They had lots of stuff, a huge climbing rock climbing wall for families and a swimming pool with a lazy river. They had other stuff going on, um, kids playing games. It was just a really, really good time. Um, And this week, I'm heading to Idaho to CHOICE. Uh, I don't know what it stands for. Idaho's in there somewhere. Uh, But the homeschool conference there. And I think it's at a Nazarene College. What's the deal with these Nazarene colleges? They must be giving them good deals. Um, But we're excited because I'm going to go there with Sam and McKenna, his new wife. Um, It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I've never traveled with McKenna on an airplane before. So we'll see how she does. Um... Uh, but we're going out there and then, uh, I'm heading home, uh, on time. And then they're going to hang out a little bit longer and go see some friends that have moved from Indiana out to Idaho to be at a camp out there. So it should be a lot of fun, but we are, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging just a little bit because, uh, I'm still feeling overwhelmed by our house, by our grass, because I don't know where you live, (laughs) but the waters have not receded. I don't know how Noah stood it, um, but uh our grass were we're gonna have a wedding in about less than three months now um it is still standing water out there and i even took the mower uh this morning or this afternoon and kind of crept out into the field hoping i could go a little ways and i couldn't go out there i mean just i'm just gonna uh, have to weed it whack bad. it by hand i
0: think if we don't yeah, something it's i mean be, it's getting bad uh, it's gonna get too long good. here
1: eventually it's gonna be long and it's good then it, it looks pretty now you know, like this blowing field, but it's going to turn brown and then it's going to fall over and it's just going to look like crummy fields out there. So, uh, Carolyn, uh, which is Ike's wife to be, she's really like, Oh, I think it looks really pretty that way, but it won't look pretty by the time it gets here. So, and the mosquitoes are terrible. Ben oh was telling goodness. me the other day how bad they were. And I went out, I, I came back in, um, uh, from spending just a little bit of time out there. And I look like I was, covered with the pox bad. You know, and mosquito bites all over the place. So, uh,
0: Lori uh, here said, uh, get a homeschooled goat, question mark. So, I mean, yeah, I've heard, you know, back in, I think it was World War II, I think they used go- uh, sheep or goats to mow the White House lawn. So maybe we could just do that. Yeah, uh, that's
1: not a bad idea. I, re- I can remember reading an article about how they'll eat anything. They'll eat poison ivy. They'll eat, you know, and that, they, that they're even... Uh, you know, businesses that you can rent like a herd of goats. They bring them in and they decimate the area yeah. and then they take them away like hillsides. And,
0: Might have to do it then.
1: That is a great idea. Um, I probably have some friends who have goats. I'd have to fence in my yard probably. I don't know. I don't know how they do that part. Maybe you just have to hire the shepherds too. Um, that's not a bad idea. We, if we get desperate and we'll check out, we'll put the call out for all you goat herders. You know, my daughter Maggie, she works for a camel farm. Maybe camels eat. actually.
0: Speaking of, that, Amber's watching right now, I think, or was a second ago. So. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Amber, dude, camels eat tons um, of grass. For, tons of grass. Really
0: quickly um, <laughs> and, and they have to
1: be like up to their shins in muck and water. Uh, so they gotta like that part as well. Hey Ben, give us a little bit of update on the deck. I mean, are you swimming? Yeah, I know the no nope. pants. Yeah. Uh, you're not swimming yet, are you? No, it's coming, but I got a lot of progress,
0: I feel like, this weekend, a decent amount. I mean, the problem is we just have had so much rain here in Indiana. I mean, the farmers aren't being able to plant. Like, it's going to cause issues if it doesn't drive here soon. But so I got a lot done this weekend. I'd say I'm probably like six-eighths, which, you know, I guess that would be three-quarters. But uh, so <laughs> our set, we'll say seven-eighths then. I'm close. I've only got the end, the, like the last little end part done and then the outer, like, final you know, final board that goes on the outer rim, but I got to, you know, cut around posts and stuff. So I left that part, but so I'm pretty close. I feel like, I mean, it's just, you know, now all the the finishing stuff's probably going to be as pain as the whole deck was, but if I can just get so a couple you gotta, more, you know, chunks, you I'll be done. Fill it up with
1: water, then, right?
0: Right. Yeah, but I mean, that's the easiest part, probably, of everything that we've done so far. <laughs> As so. You
1: drain the aquifer that my yeah. house is on. Yeah, probably. that's
0: true. We won't have to worry about hitting into the bottom of the water table or anything like that. But so we're close. That's true. But, yeah, that's true. I don't know. So we'll get there eventually. But I, I didn't hit my goal of the end of May. So hopefully, maybe the second. I'm hoping I could fill it up. I don't know, like maybe a week or two. But we'll
1: see. I don't know if it'll happen, eh, but... We'll see. That'll be interesting to me. Well, we're gonna talk about a couple different things today. Um, One of, uh, uh, part one, uh, we're gonna talk about a conversation that I had with a mom at the Illinois uh, Homeschool Convention, ICHE. And then the second part, we're gonna be talking about a post that I made on uh, Facebook today. And uh, I know it made Ben a little nervous when we started getting um, some not really happy comments. Um, uh, but I just thought maybe we should talk about it, but before we go there, um, let me tell you about a conversation I had with a mom. Uh, she, she came to one of my, uh, sessions and I was talking about being real and, uh, you know, not believing the lies that homeschooling moms believe. And I'm, I'm trying really hard not to talk about school. Cause I don't want to talk about homeschooling. We're just, we're just talking about in general stuff right now. And so, um, uh, she, she kind of waited till it was all over. And she stayed in her seat and she was towards the front. And I could tell she wanted to ask a question because that's that's the look people get when they just linger. And uh, she said that uh, she said, you know, I have it's hard for me to be real. She said she's all smiles, you know, and she's talking about how uh, she had like, I think, a four year old, maybe and a two year old. And she was talking about how she was one of those militant homeschooling moms with her four year old who was two years old at the time, and she's doing all this work with him, you know, and and just killing his love of even pretending like he wants to do school. And remember, he's two. By the way, Ben. Ben's oh, daughter is two. And so she can count till ten. She's amazing.
0: Yeah, well, this lady would have thought she's a dropout, you know. A <laughs> slacker. slacker. At the time at the I time.
1: Mean, yeah, my kids couldn't count until they were 7, you know. Um, I don't know about it you know, still may not
0: be able to. I'm not sure. <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they could tell you all about uh Andy Griffith and Gomer Pyle though. They could tell you about all the episodes there. Um, but anyway. So this mom's talking to me and she's saying, you know, I'm just I was one of those nut moms, you know, who was just so she said because I felt so much pressure from my family. And then she went on to say that uh that her, I don't know if they were in-laws or parents, she said, you know, the, she said they're all doctors. Everybody's a doctor in her family. And uh, you know, she said, you know, and so my parents are already putting pressure on my kids to be doctors, you know, and they're two and four. And when I told them I was gonna homeschool, she said my father-in-law, I think it was a brother-in-law or father, was just like, are you kidding me? You know, well, how, how's that gonna work? You know, and she said, I just feel like I have to push, 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 push. And uh, she goes, the thing is, um, you know, I don't even know if my kids will be a doctor. How are they supposed to live up under that? And uh, before we kind of talk about what I said to do, you know, I just because I can't I continue to hear this um, from others. In fact, I said, oh, I told her, I said, you know, I, I, I hear this a lot. I said often from and maybe you're listening right now from Asian homeschoolers. And I don't mean to be stereotypical, um, but I hear this repeated the super pressure put on Asian homeschoolers. You know, I mean, I talked to one dad and he said, well, I think he had a couple daughters. And he said, I mean, my daughters, their only option is to be a lawyer or a doctor. There is no other option. I mean, and their kids are still fairly young. And I'm like, wow. That doesn't leave lead a lot of uh, leave a lot of room for uh, for a discussion or for someone who maybe doesn't want to be a doctor or can't be a doctor um, or or maybe that's the same, you know. So, uh, uh, so I was just thinking maybe we talk about how to deal with those uh, high achiever or family members who are high achievers and expect a lot from your kids. Um, so maybe the the question begins, you know. Uh, and I'm just asking, you know, and you can answer and Ben can answer, you know, what makes a person successful? Uh, what do you think, Ben?
0: Well, I, I was the one question I had also is maybe you can answer here in a second is like, what is what crosses the line from, you know, because you're not saying like, don't put any pressure, don't put any uh, expectations behind your child in any way because obviously you're not wanting to turn out like a bum but you know so there is a line like where it's like too but little when they're too much two, oh yeah really for four and two like, I would yeah, say I like the thing that, that you're needing to worry about is like that they can stop sucking obey their thumb you. at that point <laughs> and obey you know I mean like those okay. are the yeah, things right. that like right. at that age I feel like personally I mean I, did, I struggle with this one a lot is because it is so like almost goes against like people think common sense which is well obviously wouldn't you want them to be a doctor over a trash collector which is always the you know the stereotypical oh they're you know because that's apparently you know no skill or whatever people try you know say or whatever and it's just like it's almost like why wouldn't you want that that's so obvious or whatnot but i mean i think what makes a person successful is the ability to provide for the family spend time with their family and uh, you can hear my daughter screaming in the background probably. And, uh, and I think like, you know, glorifying God and living a life that, you know, would, would please him. I mean, I don't, I think, you know, the verse the ver something to the effect of like where your heart is, there will your treasures to be also or whatever. And I just feel like if your whole value system, even if it's subconscious, is only on job and stuff like that, maybe it's not even something to say but that's what they portray, then obviously I feel like your priority is in the wrong spot and your focus is in the wrong spot. Um, And I mean, I get it because it's a very fulfilling thing. Like it's a self-fulfilling. Like if you have a, I, I think if you have a make a lot of money, that's an easy way to feel like I am achieving something when in the grand scheme of things it means almost nothing whereas you know achieving having a family that turns out good or having kids that turn out to be godly or you know leading your family in that way or spending time with christ and being fulfilled by him i think those things are obviously a lot more long term have a lot more consequences of filling matter more but it's not
1: really the tend of anyone so i don't know but it but it is the truth it is the truth i mean that's that's what gets me even your your statement ben about you know um being a doctor everybody you know a doctor or all right uh, i'm not to saying to i do. believe that i'm saying that's
0: what the general like <laughs> it almost is a common sense thing people would say like i mean well duh why wouldn't you want that you know i mean
1: yes because there's a price even to be oh, yeah. a doctor there's a price to shiny. There's a price to big house. There's a price to all those things. And honestly, honestly, from the depths of my heart, uh, to all you moms listening, really, there are times that, you know, if I had to choose between certain professions, you know, a garbage man doesn't sound that bad. If you can, like Ben said, if you could provide for your family and spend time with your family, I mean, there, there are a lot of perks to being a garbage man. Not only do you get all the free stuff you could possibly ever want, you know, Um, but you know, if that's what you're supposed to be, it's better than if you're not supposed to be a doctor and you tried to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally.
0: Yeah. Uh, So I thought two things. One of the guys I actually know in our area, he's a trash guy for the town. And I mean, they have an incredible family. You know, they don't have huge house or anything like that but they're happy and they do stunts and stuff together as a family and that's really cool but i think i thought one of the most like telling examples was uh walt disney uh there was you know him and roy disney were the the famous ones there was another brother do you remember his name uh i think there's another no. there's another one that's not famous obviously uh but you know oh, yeah, yeah yeah and, and so you know, Walt ever he had so much success. He changed the world, really. You know, in a lot of ways, and I'm thankful he did. But he sacrificed a lot to do that. And I mean, I think he recognized that. You know, um, but he said the smartest one in their family was not him or Roy, who created Disney World and Disney, you know, the you know, studios and all the animated movies. He said it was their other brother. We'll just call him Joe, who was a mailman, and he. Spent his entire life, you know, walking the streets, delivering mail, and they said he was the smartest one out of the entire family because he didn't have that pressure, he didn't have the stress, but he was the happiest one out of all of them, you know, because he just, he lived his normal life, and he got to spend time with his family, and he was just content and happy, and they were all, like, envious of that, and it's like, you know, Disney, who did all that
1: and in the end he ended up <laughs> jealous
0: of his brother who was a mailman you know, you know i just think that was that really amazing striking. And that's not
1: just a cute thing to say That's because that's the truth right that's the truth you know we think we it's like even the bible talks about the deceitfulness of riches it does try to entice us into believing that it's worthwhile it's worth all the sacrifices and really it is not worth those sacrifices. Um, and I hear moms and dads tell me that now, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, I've got three sons and two of them are this and one of them barely scrapes his nickels together. And the happiest one is the guy who barely scrapes his nickels together. Well, and I don't even think it's fun, funny because, uh, you know, Walt Disney, uh, and I'll tell you uh, again, you know, maybe maybe at the time, but uh, uh, the one of the most powerful men alive when he was, you know, rising to his fame and uh, you know, I've been to his grave and it's this, it's just a blank wall. And all it says is Walter Elias Disney. And you know, the print is maybe, you know, two or three inches high. And there's not a mention of Walt Disney world. There's not a mention of anything else Has his wife uh, has a daughter, Um, has a son-in-law and maybe, and then another person, I'm not really sure who that was. Um, But, you know, and even he says most of his best memories are not from, you know, Hollywood or not from all those things, but from his boyhood home and Marceline, Missouri and Which his daughter has been, I mean,
0: been. <laughs> I mean he seemed like his daughters were obviously something that he really valued but for anyone I mean obviously I think that's true and it and the reason I think like you know I think sometimes people are like well why do you just bash on success or like people who are those things or want to be those things it's like because those people don't really struggle with the same things you know like because the problem is they're set on the pedestal so they don't need to be like told that they are great and you know and to that extent like i mean that's the pedestal for a lot of people and so for the the everyone else who doesn't want that or is not going to be that you know they don't need to feel like they aren't on any the same level or whatever it may be or that they're a failure and so that's why i think it's important to reinforce the other things because those are a very small minority of people and that's just not and not even worth it and i feel like the more people i know who are in those things it's like you know you you talk to a successful super big business owner and it's like yeah they might have some money but it's like their life is ruled by work like i mean it is they i mean honestly they're almost slaves to it because it's just it's constant constant you know it's very rare to see someone who's you know ultra money making and has any time for almost anything else. Cause that, I mean, you, know, you just can't have is, it all. Too,
1: money isn't a, isn't a marker, right? It's not a marker of success. And we, we continue to use it. You know, the thing is that your giftedness determines how much money you're probably going to make. You know, if I'm seven two and I can slime a basketball, my giftedness is going to pay real well. But if I'm a really good speaker, which I hope to be one day, you know, if I'm a really good speaker and I speak to homeschool circles, I can pretty much be assured that I'm not going to be rich, you know? Um, and if you're to be a, you know, if your giftedness is to tell people about the gospel in some other country, you're going to be poor, you know? I mean, that's just, now God will take care of you. I believe that. And, but that's, that's just, just the way it is. You know, even like the movie, one of my favorite Christmas movies is, uh um i just forgot it's a wonderful life and uh in it's a wonderful life the scene that i always get choked up at the very end is when george bailey you know he's i've wasted i've wasted my time on this <laughs> dinky little building and loan thing and you know and uh they get to the end and you know he's lost he's lost a big chunk of money it's, but he didn't know where it is and and uh Uh, Everybody comes to his rescue and all his friends and his brother, uh, Harry Bailey, comes in and he raises a toast and he says to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always get he always get that lump in my throat because sometimes I feel that way. It's not a measure of money and all that that other stuff It's just those things that really, really matter. So here's my my little advice to that mom. And here's my advice to you, mom. Because I know some of you struggle with that. You struggle with all those expectations put on your family. I told her, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get tough because they're not going to change. You know, you're not going to be able to convince them like that. You know, a non-doctor or a non-high achiever is successful. You're good, but you're going to have to be convinced in your mind. You're going to have to stand your ground and do what matters. Because here's what's going to happen to this mom. This mom is going to cave in. She, I mean, the tears, as she's smiling, the tears are running down her cheeks. And uh, she was embarrassed by her own tears. And, uh, you know, she wants to homeschool her kids. But they're putting the pressure on you. Will you be able to? Yes, she will be able to. She is best for doing it. Home's the best place for her kids. They have a head start by being at home. But her in-laws may not agree with that for a long time, you know. And so she's going to have to stand her ground. Husbands, if you're listening, you help your wife stand. You remind her of what true success is and that God has a plan for your kids. And it may not make a lot of money. It may not look real glamorous. It might be to be the best janitor in the town, you know, or whatever. And there's no difference between a janitor and a doctor. Zero in God's eyes and really in success. Um, so, uh and then even the
0: term, like, I feel like high achiever. I just, it's like, they're not high achievers. They're, I mean, I mean, cause like you working and uh, someone working their job every day and supporting their family. I mean, that's a high, is a high achievement. Yeah. I mean, they high schoolers, maybe they went to school for a long time. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe that, I guess, but I mean, they didn't achieve anything more other point. than money. I mean, and honestly, most of those people. And again, I'm not trying to put down anyone because I know people who are friends who are doctors, but and lawyers, and some of them are, you know, do have a balance. But a lot of those people, they're not they're high achievers in money, but they're low achievers in like the rest of their life, basically. In the means of like they've lost pretty much everything else, you know, a lot of it to get that. And it's like, I mean, and I think a lot of people, if they're believers and they say that. I mean, you can. I think, even though they may not, I think they know deep down that that is true. That it doesn't matter. But they're so controlled by that or influenced by that that it's hard for them to admit that, even out verbally. Maybe for her life, you know. I don't know her parents or anything if they're in that situation. But I'm guessing that they do realize that in the grand scheme of things. But a lot of people just, you know, won't let that control their actions. But I don't know. Just, but okay. I'll take a quick second here.
1: We're going gonna, we're gonna to give us a commercial, and then we're going to change real quick because we're going to run out of time here.
0: I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Our families has used Teaching Textbooks for many years, and we've loved using it. The new 3.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, or even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that they're learning and you can check in on their progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit the website teachingtextbooks.com to try out a free trial and view a sample lesson. Or you can go visit them at a local homeschooling convention. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support.
1: Just real quick, because we're just about out of time. Um, I made a post today, um, with, uh, and I can't really see it, Ben, so I, I may butcher this. Um, but I made a little meme, you know, and it's got this kind of 1950s or 60s uh, old ad where this, you know, smiling mom is cleaning a bathtub, and it and it kind of has that, you know, super Cheese. smiley happy. Modern
0: wash day products. so they like modern, super
1: modern wash day, exactly. Modern wash day product. But I just put on there. Um, I don't. What did I write, Ben? Do you have it? Uh,
0: let me pull up here. You wrote something to the effect of. No, I don't remember. Well, I mean, I do remember, but I don't, don't want <laughs> to butcher think, it too bad here. can't think I started. Hang on. We got it here right now. Okay.
1: All There'll right. It
0: says, as my internet is loading, let's see here. And I think uh, thanks to everyone who commented. We had, I don't know, 60-something comments on it. It says, uh, <laughs> think before you post. Just because everything is great right now doesn't mean you should post it.
1: And so I'm thinking, you know, um, and, and really nobody knew that, that behind my thinking is a is something that happened last week that I've been chewing on um, because uh, someone I re I shared a, a post about a mom and her house. And, you know, we, I think we read it last week, you know, about the, the mom who put all these pictures and some of the moms were like, you know, were kind of negative about that. They were saying like, well, I'm I not real if I don't post mine. So I was just thinking, you know, sometimes we, we can discourage people in our posts without meaning to. So I was just saying, hey, you know, be careful. Uh, just think about how someone else might uh, read it, and it might be a discouragement to them. Because Ben, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. you're 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 uh, young, starting your career, and uh, I know that if you have, you know, you have a friend who's getting brand new cars in this brand new position. Right he starts showing you all his cars and all his vacations and, Oh, we're going to go do this at Disney world for the next six weeks. And it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, or I'll see things about people who do kind of what I do. And I see about all the great vacations are going on and all the great projects they're doing and where they're speaking and all these things. And all of a sudden you begin to, uh, look at yourself and you feel down upon the things you have. In fact, you know, like that trash man, I mean, the trash man might be happy until he looks at everybody else, and then he goes, "Oh, you're right. Maybe yeah. I should be miserable." Right. So I was just saying, be careful. Yeah. Well, I r- unleashed a firestorm of uh, moms who uh, commented and basically said, "Hey, can't we just say, can't we talk? You know, put put it put when we're happy, and you know." And some of the moms said, uh, "You know, hey, I'm not responsible." For how they feel about whatever and
0: um uh, argued and, that with me that exact uh, argument
1: i said <laughs> rissa said that exact <laughs> argument to me <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and so i responded back and said we are responsible for what people take out of our post you know and i mean you you can't guess everybody's idea you know everybody's response but you know even when god or Cain went to adam and said you know or to god and said am i my brother's keeper You know, and really the answer was, yes, you are your brother's keeper, Cain. You know, you're responsible for him. You know, and the New Testament talks about that, you know, that we are, you know, that that we do things, even though we may be at liberty, we would never cause another brother to stumble. We would never try to cause another person to be discouraged. I'll tell you, you know, when I write my Christmas letter every year, you know, and we do it, I never post the vacations we go on. I never say things about, you know, I I try to paint a realistic picture. I still am a dad who feels full and loves my family, but I don't go on and on and on because I know there are some families whose kids have, who have an older kid who's walked away, you know, and, you know, every time I say how wonderful Ben is, which he is, and how amazing it is that I have a son who lives right next door, you know, these parents start thinking it causes them to think well you've got a perfect life and i don't and i never ever ever want that to come across so moms chillax you know i mean you're like intense uh you know and go ahead ben
0: no i mean because rissa was saying well it is real and i'm like I mean, it's real life, yeah. Like, I mean, yes, you posted it. Like, it really happened. It's not that kind of real. It's the honesty thing. Because, I mean, it's like, you know, Babe Ruth or any other, you know, like sports thing. If you only post the highlights reels, every person looks like, holy cow, they are the greatest ever. But it's like, but they had to mess up thousands of times to one i mean babe ruth struck out more than anyone or you know or they they practice for hours you see like sean white the snowboarder for every time he gets a perfect he probably messes up a ton so and and you are responsible
1: for only post yeah that's the point ben i mean what you said is just right that perfect because i think you know if we're just showing them the highlights right i think i think we're treading on not being right Right. you know i'm not calling it sin i'm not saying that you yeah, know, because of, yeah, but, but we're not being real. I mean, that's what someone said. Well, aren't I real when I just show you? You know, when I show how neat my house is, I'll tell you again. If you think you're that could possibly when you're posting, if it could hurt somebody, you know, I go out of my way to show my realness. You know, just so you will feel so you'll feel good about you. You know, and then I can remember a friend of mine. Uh, you know him, uh, Ben. He's from our old church. Um, Paul Hardy and he said uh, one time during church we had you know a prayer request time praise time and we got to go cuz we're going to run out of time here um, I said something like oh I just feel really full as a dad you know I just feel so blessed and he said right after that he said you know Todd said that he feels so you know blessed by being a dad and I'm encouraged by that because I know when he's had a hard time he shares that,
0: exactly.
1: you know, and I think that's all you need to do. You know, when you share those perfect meals all the time, Oh, look at my soup that I'm making. Isn't it wonderful? Show the ones that don't turn out. Okay. You know, or say every once in a while, man, I am at the end of my rope. You know, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to, you know, turn in my mom card. And then when you post something that says, oh, I'm having a great day. It just feels like, they can they can enjoy that with you and it doesn't feel discouraging um it's not like we want everybody to feel low like us we just want er to know that everybody's in the same boat as us yeah
0: exactly and you can enjoy like the happy moment and post that like i get that like rissa does that i mean i do it you know and it's like oh this is such a great thing you want to share that with someone that's great but like if that's all you're posting you know, you don't probably in person like the person who just shows up and it's like, oh yeah, and I got to do this, and I did this, and it's so so. Amazing. And you're just like, is all you can talk about how great your stuff is, you know? Because then it just comes across as just obnoxious, you know. But so I think if you just have the ability to just, yeah, as you said, show the openness, because and show the actual stuff as well. I mean, it's all actual, I guess. But the other stuff throughout the day, uh, then I think and that maybe, will and maybe and maybe
1: even just be a little more intentional, right? You know, because I think. Uh, sometimes we're not very intentional. Maybe we intentionally uh, share something so that might encourage someone else. Uh, Again, moms, I sure appreciate your comments. Um, You know, I want you to be, I love this kind of post. I love the heat. I love the interaction, the engagement. Um, Maybe we could tone down the anger just a tad. You know, it's your old buddy Todd here. You know, I'm on your side. And just a clarification, one mom said, well, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, that's funny that you would say that, you know, because you're the smiling homeschooler. Aren't you all about smiles? I'm not all about smiles. You know, I'm about you smiling. And so the post that we put, we're not just trying to post happy little things all the time. We're trying to put post real things that will help you smile, knowing you're not alone knowing that you're doing a great job, that you're doing what matters. And God's going to finish what he started and that he's got you. Well, hey, uh, we're out of time. I'm going to let Ben close us out. Thanks for joining us. And I hope you keep smiling
0: thanks for listening as always we hope that this episode made you smile and was encouraging if you enjoy the show we'd really appreciate if you leave us a quick review on whichever podcast service you use we also want to thank our good friends at teaching textbooks for making today's show possible you can learn more about all their great math products view a sample lesson and check out their affordable pricing at TeachingTextbooks.com. have a wonderful week and as always keep smiling
1: what did they do just when everything looked so dark? Man, they said we
0: better accentuate the positive, E-Lim,
1: find it to negative, latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. No, do not mess with Mr. In-Between. Do you hear them? Oh, listen to me, children,
0: Anna You will hear about eliminating of the negative And an accent on a positive and
1: Gather round, me children, if you're willing And sit tight while I start reviewing The attitude of doing right you got to accent you ate the positive, the and ate the negative. Latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between.
0: You got to spread, John.
1: Up to the maximum.
0: Bring gloom
1: down, down to the minimum of them. Otherwise, Otherwise And the podium liable to walk upon the sea. To illustrate Well, illustrate My last remark You got
0: the floor Joe, Jonah
1: in the whale nobody. In, in the, the ark, ark. What
0: did they say? What did they say? Say
1: when everything looks so dark Man, they said we better act. Accentuate the positive He the negative Let's well, to the affirmative Don't mess with Mr. In-Between No, don't mess with Mr. In-Between